Hello there. It is so good to see you all this beautiful Monday morning. Thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions, the Redeeming Life Fellowship. I'm Pastor Dan. I'm a teaching pastor here and excited that we get this opportunity to be able to read God's Word together and study and grow in Him. And today we're going to be, as we're following our, our reading plan that's been leading us through the Gospel of Luke, we're going to be in Luke chapter 9, verses 28 through 62. So it's actually a pretty large passage. And probably a lot of this material is going to be familiar to you because we've encountered a lot of it in Matthew and in Mark, from the transfiguration to a, a healing of a boy with an evil spirit to like the cost of following Jesus. All of these things are very familiar. Uh, Jesus's passion predictions, you're going to see it all in here. And, but our focus is actually going to be on verses 51 through 56, which is... Uh, it's a passage, it's material that's actually unique to Luke. Uh, you'll only find it in the Gospel of Luke. It's a Lucan special. And this passage, this episode, is very fascinating to my mind because it's intrigued me for many years. And also because, uh, remembering, if if there's something that's unique to Luke, remember that it ha usually has something to say, something specific that that... Luke has in mind in the story that he's telling of the life of Jesus, the Jesus who he wants us to see and meet, when he's looking at all the things that he's done, he'll look at something like this and say, this has got to be a part of what it is that I have to tell. So it's, it's, it's almost like the, the sense of importance or the, there's a, a critical piece to it that Luke wants us to be able to hear when we're seeing and understanding who Jesus is. And so uh, remember, uh, as we uh, discussed before, uh, one of the interesting things about Jesus and his ministry is that the responses to Jesus is still just so profoundly mixed. As he's preaching and he's teaching and he's uh, conducting miracles and he's gathering disciples, that everybody seems to have a different response to, to, to Jesus, whether it's hostility, whether it's curiosity, whether it's desperation, whether it's commitment. It can be a lot of different things. And the... And here, at this stage in the narrative, Jesus, there's been a shift where, uh, as he's been doing ministry uh, and healing and preaching and teaching, he's setting his sights resolutely on Jerusalem because he knows that he has to go there and give his life for the salvation of the world. He has to do it. And so, even as he's got his sights set on Jerusalem, uh, and he's he's he will not be deflected from his mission, that when he does that, he experiences a lot of opposition, a lot of resistance to the mission, a lot of opportunities for maybe discouragement to be able to not follow through with what it is that he's, he knows that he's called to do. And so here is a, a passage that has in view, it has in mind, a Samaritan opposition. And as a preface, if you want to know that the Samaritans are different from the Jews, the Jews are different from the Samaritans. They're not referring to the same people. And of all that, uh, to know that there is um, layers of hostility, built-up hostility that have been caked over the people that that is just, uh, it's been built up over several years, several generations. And to say that they don't like each other is a very serious understatement. Uh, they are the sort of people, bear this in mind, is that either you might wish them to be dead or wish them to be gone, 
or rather that if they were gone or if they died, you really wouldn't care. Uh, somewhere in that in that mix is, is was the way you would understand the attitudes that Jews have towards Samaritans and Samaritans have towards Jews. And so at this stage, while Jesus is 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 has his sights set on Jerusalem, and uh, while he's on the way, he's passing through a Samaritan village. We don't know which one. And uh, it's here that he's going to meet opposition. And this, uh, we're going to read through the passage and then make a few observations as we go back. Because uh, what you're about to read may startle you, uh, may catch you as being peculiar or unusual, where what you're reading just feels very, very foreign. And that's a good thing, uh, because that usually shakes us out of our complacency to be able to pay attention to what God has to say through through the Gospel of Luke. So, uh, Luke chapter 9, verses 51 through 56. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, and he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. So we'll pause there. Uh, it's important to remember, as you're traveling as an itinerant, doing ministry from place to place, that you, there's no, you can't fall back on uh, just booking yourself at La Quinta uh, with a nice bed and breakfast to to just, you know, to keep on doing your ministry. Uh, that if you're traveling around, you're dependent on the hospitality and the welcoming spirit of the people of that town who may welcome you in, the, in the, the, the congenial spirit of hospitality of the day, or they might reject you because they want nothing to do with you. Uh, so uh, at this point, uh, Jesus is looking to, uh, to stay in this Samaritan village, which is a little bit controversial to begin with because he's a Jew, all the disciples are Jews, and he wants to stay in a Samaritan village. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. We'll pause there again. Uh, one of the things that's important to remember about the nature of the hostility between the Jews and the Samaritans is one, it's a religious conflict that has been built up over the years, not dissimilar to uh, uh, conflicts in Northern Ireland and hostilities between uh, Roman Catholics and Protestants because they see that Jesus and his entourage is a Jew and they're going to uh, Jerusalem, presumably, ostensibly, to celebrate the Passover. They want to have nothing to do with them. They're not going to help them on their journey towards practicing the the their religious beliefs that are an antithetical to what it is that the Samaritans believe that they're supposed to be celebrating. And so uh, there's no hospitality, no warm welcome, no, not even a welcome mat uh, for, for Jesus by these Samaritans. So that's what seems to be happening here. When the disciples, James and John, saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? Because that's an option. But Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they went to another village. In response to this flagrant inhospitality by these Samaritans, 
James and John, somehow it occurs to them that uh, this would be a good time to call down fire from heaven and smoke them while you got them. Uh, and just uh, watch the Samaritan village and all of its inhabitants burn to the ground like Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, does that strike you as being something of a, a little bit of an overkill? Or that James and John um, have in mind uh, some very deep-seated hostilities towards the, the, the Samaritans? It, it, that's probably true. But let's, let's jump back for just a second. So one of the things that's important to remember is that there was a, a passage that we had talked about, I think when we were studying the prophets, when we were talking about the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, in that the day of the Lord, uh, I'll use this hockey puck for an example, um, is this, when you have this one thing called the day of the Lord, it always has two sides. Uh, that on the day of the Lord, when God comes, there's going to be salvation on the one hand, and there's going to be judgment on the other. Whenever that day comes, or even uh, however many times that day comes, it's always a two-folded thing where when God's going to come, he's going to bring salvation, but he's also going to bring judgment. That uh, you're always going to get both of those together. And that the, the disciples, presumably, uh, as they're here walking and talking with Jesus, they've just been on the mountain of transfiguration and seen Moses and Elijah, and they're... they're minds and their imaginations are are pregnant with weighted expectation for the day of the Lord, that this is going to happen, and it's going to happen soon, it's going to be imminent, and it cannot happen soon enough. And that these, that James and John, if they know that the day of the Lord is coming, and they're disciples of Jesus Christ, they already have a very clear idea about when this day comes, if, it's, if when God comes, he's going to bring salvation and judgment, that they know who it is is going to be uh, ripe for the sickle, uh, for, for, uh, for being judged. They already have this category in their minds that of people who, when God comes to judge, that they're certain that they are going to be the, the ones that... The, the hand of the Lord is going to lay heaviest against them. And so, James and John, not that surprisingly then, uh, would go to Jesus and say, uh, well, you know, uh, judgment is coming. Um, why don't we stoke the fires of judgment now and watch our enemies burn? And what I find so interesting about this is that uh, this is what Jesus does when... His response to the disciples who think that against this flagrant hospitality, that the right thing to do is to call down fire and judgment upon them. In other words, to return their inhospitality with uh, fierce anger and judgment. Uh, that is, in other words, uh, they're there to return the favor. And how does Jesus respond? Um, he doesn't retaliate, and he even goes so far as rebuking James and John. And what I find so interesting about this is that it just says that Jesus rebuked them, and they went on to another village. 
it doesn't even say what it is that Jesus says. It's just Luke narrates. It says that he rebuked them. What's so striking to me about that is that from our vantage point, when we read about what Jesus is doing and seeing what Jesus is doing uh, by rebuking them, it's as though every thought or imagination that 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 James and John have of entertaining um, the right to be able to um, to command fire down and judge uh, these Samaritans is one that Jesus will not have anything to do with. Now, the day of judgment is going to come. Uh, that's that's not the the issue at hand here, but rather um, against being offended or disregarded without ever having a just hearing, uh, where Jesus is being written off uh, simply for the sake of being a faithful Jew, uh, that these people would just say, "No, we don't. We, we're we're not. We're 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 going to." We're going to be prejudiced against you for your Jewishness. That Jesus didn't retaliate, uh, except that he just and and not only did he not retaliate, but that he rebuked James and John for trying to retaliate. And isn't it oftentimes the case that when we are offended or unrightly judged um, or mistreated or disregarded? Um, that uh, in our heart of hearts, um, our wish is not that dissimilar to James and John and just wish that we could return the favor. When our hearts are like that, I don't think our hearts are having the spirit of Christ. Where, um, where instead of, of retaliating, uh, Jesus shows them grace. Uh, because I believe that God... Uh, here he demonstrates his kindness towards Samaritans, even Samaritans who uh, would oppose Jesus and show him no no hospitality whatsoever. But Jesus, I think, is living the sort of thing that uh, Paul talks about in Romans, where he says that the, while we were still sinners, while we were still enemies of God, Christ still died for us. Uh, he didn't just preach that kind of love, but he lived it up in this occasion of showing unmerited grace and mercy towards the Samaritans who 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 probably deserved, um, like we all deserve, um, hellfire and brimstone bringing down on our heads and burning us to the ground. Um, but Jesus didn't. And uh, so let's, I want you to remember this the next time that you're slighted or that you're disregarded or offended or someone uh, treats you unfairly. And when everything within you wants to uh, return that wrong with another wrong, um, remember what Jesus did, where not only would he... Um, not retaliate, but he would turn to his disciples and rebuke them and say, this is not, not say, but show them that this is not what the kingdom of God is all about. This is not what being a disciple of Jesus is all about. And, uh, and by doing so, living a life that shows, that demonstrates 
uh, the tender mercies and the great graciousness of, of God towards us. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already to the YouTube channel and uh, look forward to seeing you uh, in person, wherever it is that we're going to meet next. Uh, as you're reading through in the passage following, uh, you'll notice that Jesus uh, himself had to be accustomed to preaching and teaching the kingdom of God while on the move, which is about uh, how it is that we as a church feel right now. And so, uh, but we trust that, that um, what God has in store for us um, here in Whitley County uh, is the sort of thing that thing that's 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 worth the wait and it's worth fighting for. So God bless you. Take care and I will see you all next time.